The Lutheran Women's Missionary League has been proclaiming Christ and the saving gospel message for 75 years. Mission grants totaling $2,075,000 during 2017 to 2019 are supporting 22 domestic and international ministries. Be part of the mission. Support these grants and learn more about them at www.lwml.org. Have you and your family ever faced a serious challenge? It's a fact. Life isn't always fair or easy. Everyone faces challenges in their lives. Sometimes it's when we're young, and at other times it's when we're old. Often it's through these challenges, though, that we grow and learn important lessons for life. Join us today as I share information from my Bible study entitled, Balance, Christ-Filled Living. We'll talk about chapter four today entitled, My Life Has Balance Because God Keeps His Promises. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks for joining us today on Family Shield. We're so glad you're listening. I mentioned I'm going to be talking about chapter four of my Bible study. There is six chapters. They're each independent. And a few weeks ago, I did uh, chapter three. So I just thought it's time to do chapter four. It starts out with a story from Richard. It's a real story. It's a family that we ministered to. He said, our son began taking drugs in high school and is still addicted today as a young adult. We wish we had known then what we know today. We saw the signs of drug and alcohol addiction, but we just couldn't believe our son could be involved with drugs. After all, he'd gone through Lutheran grade school and was in a Lutheran high school, but there were physical, social, and emotional symptoms. His eyes were often dilated. He stopped taking care of himself and was often unkept, and he began to wear long-sleeved shirts all the time, even in the summer. His friends changed. He was secretive and isolated. His grades, which used to be great, fell drastically. He dropped out of baseball, which he used to love, and he stopped attending church with us. For a long time, we tried to deal with his addiction without telling anyone. That was a mistake. Our advice for parents in this situation is don't go it alone. It doesn't work. Seek help. Find resources and information. Talk to your pastor. Get connected to a Christian counselor. Don't be embarrassed or ashamed to ask for help and prayer. There are so many resources that can help. He goes on, our faith in Christ continues to sustain us even in the midst of this difficult situation. We thank God for our faith and continue to trust in his promises. We pray that God will give our son the strength to overcome his addiction. Have you ever faced a serious family challenge? Maybe you haven't faced the type of challenge Richard and his wife are facing, but you probably have faced some type of life challenge. It's a fact. Life isn't always fair or easy. Everyone faces challenges in life. And it's often through these challenges that God helps us grow. He refines us, according to 1 Peter 1, 7. Let's talk for a minute about broken promises. Think about a promise you made in your life that you didn't keep. 
Maybe it was to love and honor your wife. You may have made sincere marriage vows, but ended up divorced. You didn't keep your promise. Certainly, all of us believe we'll be the best mother or father ever, but life happens, and we don't always keep that promise either. Maybe it was a promise to your child or to a grandchild. You said, yes, I promise I will take you camping this weekend. But the weekend came and you broke your promise. Or maybe you said, I'm going to follow Jesus and be the best Christian ever. But we fail and don't keep our promises even to God. Why? Because we're sinners. And because, thankfully, We have God's forgiveness every day. We certainly need his forgiveness every day. In the Bible study, I have discussed the following. Obviously, I won't be able to discuss that with you, but I'm just going to let you know what those questions are. Discuss one promise you made that you didn't keep. Have the promises you made been easy to keep? Why or why not? Have you kept all your promises? Why or why not? You can think about those. Even though we don't keep our promises, thankfully, God does. Although we often fail and don't keep our promises, God does keep his promises. The Lord has made many promises in his word. Let's take a look at some of them. In my Bible study, I have the group break into groups of four or five people, and then we have the verses that I'm going to be going through in an envelope for each group, one verse, And the Bible verse is cut into pieces so that the group has something to do. They put the Bible verse together. They're able to use their Bible because they may not know that verse. It's okay to look use the Bible. That's a good thing in a Bible study. And then uh, they read the verse together and they talk about it. So questions to discuss as you look up those verses. How does this verse relate to you? How does it relate to your family? And why is this promise important? So here's some of the Bible verses. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children, for all whom the Lord our God will call from Acts 2, 38. So we repent and we're baptized. And the promise is that God sends us the gift of the Holy Spirit. What a great promise. And then the next one, I will set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on earth from Genesis 9. As I read that verse, I thought of two things about rainbows. One, it reminded me of a beautiful double rainbow that my husband and I saw just a few years ago when we were in Ireland. We were coming back with our tour group, and there, the double rainbow, I've never seen a double rainbow before, was clear as can be. It had rained just a minute. The sun had come out and the rainbow was just covering these beautiful buildings in Ireland. It was magnificent. We were able to get a great picture of it. And every time I see that picture, I remember God's promise to us never to send a flood again that would destroy the earth. 
I also thought of another story. Years ago, I worked at Volkerding Village Maternity Home as the spiritual life director. And uh, one of the things I loved doing was talking to the women about their faith in Christ. They were required to go to Bible study each week, and the Holy Spirit works through his word. But I also always did individual studies with each of the women as they came into the program. And I remember uh, one of them, we always encouraged them to uh, read the Bible on their own. Many of them had had no experience in God's Word. And I remember one of them. I actually remembered her name, but I'm not going to say it because we do try to change the names. Coming early to the Bible study to tell me what she and her roommate had read in Genesis the night before. And she said, Mrs. K, I read that God put a rainbow in the sky as a promise that he'd never send a flood again. Now, she was just absolutely so excited about this story. And I remember thinking, well, most three, four, and five-year-olds know the story of Noah's Ark, but she had never heard it before. It was new to her, and she believed it, and she was excited about it, and she wanted to tell me about it. Just so exciting when people start understanding the Word of God and get it. God made a promise, and even today, the rainbow is in the sky for us to see and remember his promise. Another verse, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And there's a lot a lot of things today that can cause us to be fearful. Uh, wars and rumors of wars, storms people taking trucks and running into people. And and I understand there are things that can cause us fear, but we know that God tells us, do not be dismayed, for I am your God, I will help you. And he is with us from this life, sometimes into the next. He gives us strength. Another one of the verses in the Bible study, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope from Jeremiah 29. God wants us to know our plans, and he tells us that he has a plan for each of us. And uh, it's a great thing for us to be praying about what is it, Lord, that you want us to do. And then uh, from 2 Corinthians, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you and by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes, for no matter how many promises God has made, we are yes in Christ. And so through him the amen, Second Corinthians 1, 19 to 20. So uh, for us, everything is in Christ Jesus. And he walks with us, no matter what trial or tribulation we're going through. Another one of the verses in the Bible study that the group would be discussing. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, So you are no longer a slave, but a son. 
And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir from Galatians 4. So we are heirs of Christ. All of his promises are for us. And a verse we all know, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Uh, Just a few weeks ago, well, for several weeks uh, now, I'd been um, doing a telephone Bible study with a young woman that had been studying with Jehovah's Witnesses for uh, about, uh, well, well over two years, I think closer to three years. And it was such a joy that she who had been brought up as a Christian but had begun to believe their false teachings, uh, was led by the Holy Spirit to recommit her life to Christ. And as we talked about Ephesians 2, 8, 9, she had begun to believe that she had to do good works to be saved, which is what they teach. And uh, we were able to talk through that verse and many other verses, uh, things that they had told her that, she thought was true. Uh, She thought what she had been taught as a a child growing up in a Christian home was wrong. But it's so exciting. It was so exciting for me (laughs) to be able to share that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I'm thankful to have the opportunity to talk with people and share God's love with them, and especially with this young woman. I pray that you would join us in praying for her as she uh, has recommitted her life to Christ. She needs to get back involved in a church and uh, find some Christian friends, and we're praying that she will find some good Christian friends where she lives and uh, that she will continue to grow in faith. So another verse, Romans 5, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless— Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will someone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5. So sometimes people say to me, well, God wouldn't accept me. Or, on the other hand, some people say, well, I have to clean up my life before I commit my life to Christ. No, Christ died for us while we were still sinners. So you don't have to clean up your life before you come to know Christ. You just commit your life to Christ, and he will uh, walk you through it, and he will forgive you for of your sins. And so you are cleansed through Christ. And then, yes, you'll have to grow in faith and grow in your understanding of God's word. I want to make some announcements and then I'll come back and continue talking about this uh, chapter in my book, Balance, Christ-Filled Living. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Finding Balance in Your Life. To request this complimentary booklet, call the Family Shield Response Center at 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Don't forget to give us your complete name and address. Thankfully, the gospel is free, but our radio airtime is not. Your support makes our radio outreach possible. Currently, we are behind financially on expenses directly related to this radio ministry and need to catch up before the end of the year so we do not have to make changes 
to our radio network, which will include eliminating one or more of our radio stations. Your prayers and support are very important. Please prayerfully consider a gift. You can charge a gift on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com or you can send a gift. Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. With a gift of $50 or more, we'll send you my six-week Bible study entitled Balance, Christ-Filled Living. And with a gift of $100 or more, we'll send you my book entitled Witnessing a Lifestyle. This book will help equip you to serve and witness in your daily life. You can charge a gift on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com or you can mail your donation to Family Shield or Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. We encourage you to sign up to receive our email newsletter on the website, again, www.familyshieldministries.com. Or you can send us your email and we'll do it for you. Contact us or send us your email at witness2family at gmail.com. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield Ministries. And I'm going to go back now to my uh, chapter four of my book, Bible study, Balance Christ-Filled Living. The title of chapter four is My Life Has Balance Because God Keeps His Promises. So I've been just going through some of the Bible verses that are in this chapter that talk about God's promises. So let me continue. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls from Matthew 11. Don't we all need rest for our souls? Sometimes life is very challenging, and uh, we get weary and burdened. And I think when we get that way, we do need to just take a minute to be by ourselves, pray, maybe get into God's word, even if it's just for a couple minutes, because there we find rest for our souls. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord from Romans 8. Nothing can separate us from God's love. And sometimes people think, well, when we die, we're separated. No, that's when we're united and we will see God in heaven. I am leaving you a gift, John 14 says, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. I know John 14 are the words of Christ right before the uh, crucifixion. And uh, sometimes people read John 14 and don't quite get it. If you're reading in a Bible that has red print for Jesus' words, it's almost all Jesus speaking. He speaks a lot in those verses about the Holy Spirit and the Father. 
And uh, I, I wish I had the Bible out here so I could just keep reading that. But uh, it's good to read things even when we don't understand everything because we find peace of mind and heart in God's Word. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans ten nine. You know, I have said many times people get some term, different denominations get different terms, um, and they think they mean different things. But I think being saved, being born again, and being confident of our eternal life all, all mean the same thing. And different denominations will use different words, but, but we know that Jesus is our Savior and Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. And because of that belief, we have eternal life. We have forgiveness and eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord, from Romans 6. We sin, and that's why we die. But God doesn't keep us in the grave Our spirit goes to be with the Lord the moment we pass away. Our bodies will be reunited in the future. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land, from Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. Again, we're talking about the promises of God, and he's made many promises to us. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promise so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires from 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. So again, God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. That's pretty powerful things to to think about. And John 14, 2, In my Father's house are many dwellings. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. That's kind of a great uh, great verse uh, as we look at it, and I hope I'll have time to continue. I've got some more information here. But uh, in Revelation, uh, it talks about, has a lot of detail about what heaven's going to be like. It doesn't tell us everything, but it tells us a lot. And here he's promising, these are Jesus' words again, in my Father's house are many dwelling places, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. Again, from John 14, right before he was arrested to be crucified, he knew what was coming. And yet, as you read those verses, you, you hear and learn so much. So again, in my Bible study, there's a large group discussion time where, where the groups come back and talk about what they learned from the verse that they had. Heaven is our home. Our faith in Christ gives us forgiveness of sins and assures us that when we die, we go to be with the Lord in heaven. Forgiveness and eternal life is a free gift from God. It's not dependent on what we do but what Christ has done for us. So let's learn what God says about heaven and his word. Now the rest of this, these verses talk about heaven. Sometimes it's not a topic we talk about a lot, but God's word actually has a lot to say about it. 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth from Genesis 1-1. You probably know that. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was departing, this is when Jesus was going to going to heaven after the 40 days of being on the earth after the resurrection. Behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them, the apostles and disciples. And they said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in just the same way as you watched him go into heaven. From Acts 1, 10 to 11. So the Bible tells us that Jesus will come again and that every eye will see him. No, that's not in this. I'm just saying that. I I love those verses about that because every eye will see him when he comes. And it talks about the sign in the sky. It doesn't tell us what that sign is, but I always think it's going to be the sign of the cross because most people know the cross is a symbol of Christianity. Maybe not. It doesn't tell us that. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved from Acts 4.12. And that name is Jesus. The name that the salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Acts 4.12. And he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall no longer be any death. There shall no longer be any mourning or crying or pain, for the first things have passed away from Revelations 21.4. I don't have a lot of time left here, but I just want to finish reading a couple of these verses about heaven. It had a great and high wall with 12 gates, and at the gates 12 angels, and the names were written on them, which are those of the 12 tribes of the son of Israel from Revelation 21, verse 12. Actually, I think it's 21 and 22 that's almost all about heaven. It's pretty awesome to look at. I've written out all the stones and the different precious stones that are named in heaven. And there shall no longer be any night, and there shall not have the need of a light of a lamp nor the light of the sun, because the Lord God shall illuminate them. And they shall reign forever and ever from Revelations 22, 5. And then at the, in 22, uh, Jesus says, and behold, I am coming quickly. So uh, the chapter 4 ends with a prayer. Each of the chapters or six chapters end with a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your many promises that assure us of your love and forgiveness. Thank you for sending your Son to be our Savior and Lord for the forgiveness that we receive through faith, and for the gift of eternal life in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the end of chapter 4, and I won't have time to share any more today. I just want to mention again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. I've been uh, sharing chapter 4 of my Bible study, Balance, Christ-Filled Living. There are six chapters, and uh, it is available through Lutheran Women's Missionary League. If you want to learn more, you can go to CPH and order it there, or you can give us a donation and we'll send you a copy. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com 
or Wright Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.